Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning and welcome into the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And we have a show today loaded with big guests, exciting guests. We've got one coming up here in just a moment, so don't go anywhere. The Panthers have been in a bit of a break in the schedule. They'll play again coming up on Wednesday night. They'll be on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes, 7.30 faceoff at Carolina for the red-hot Florida Panthers, who are vying for the top spot in the Atlantic Division, the top spot in the National Hockey League. The Panthers will be in Minnesota coming up at 8 Eastern on Friday. They'll be in Chicago a week from tomorrow for a 3 o'clock Eastern game in the afternoon. The next Panthers home game will be the first of three home games before the end of this month. The Panthers will be home on Tuesday the 22nd against the Nashville Predators at 7 o'clock. As always, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Well, the Panthers got back on the ice yesterday. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a moment with Katie Gauze from Valley Sports Florida and FloridaPanthers.com. Coming up next segment, I'll be joined by Mark Parrish from NHL Network, and you can see him on NHL Network all season long, but of course he's a former Panther, currently covers the National Hockey League as an analyst at NHL Network. He's going to stop by next segment. Great conversation with him, and then later on in the show, we will revisit this week's Territory Talk conversation. Jamison Olive and I had a chance to catch up with NHL.com's Pete Jensen, so that's going to be coming up later on in the show, so a star-studded lineup here on this edition of the Panthers Insider Show, and to lead us off, Katie Gauze from Valley Sports Florida and FloridaPanthers.com here with us. Katie, Great to have you back on the show here coming out of the break. First of all, how was the little layoff for you and how excited are you to see the Panthers and the Hurricanes back at it coming up on Wednesday? Oh, thanks so much for having me as always, Doug. And you know what? It was great. It's always nice to just take a little moment to get some time away and reset. But I went into it thinking, oh, this will be a great, you know, won't have, won't have too much, you know, going on, you know, a few days without hockey and about 48 hours into the break, I was like, all right, I'm bored. Where's the hockey? I need hockey back in my life. I can't go too long without Panthers hockey. So certainly excited to be back talking about it with you and have some games on the horizon. Yeah, everybody's excited to see this team back on the ice and maybe no better way to dive right back into what's going to be a sprint to the finish this season than a big game against the Carolina Hurricanes coming up on Wednesday. First, though, Katie, what kind of vibe did you get from the group? Uh, They were back on the ice for practice yesterday after a bit of a break. I know a lot of guys had a chance to rest up. Some guys got out of town. What kind of vibe did you pick up on how the guys were able to use the time off? 
Well, first of all, we had some great tans, which I mean, I know we we live here in Florida, but uh, don't spend too much time outside when you're always in the rink. So certainly a lot of guys enjoying the sunshine. If you guys mentioned that they, you know, they got away to maybe the Bahamas, places nearby just to enjoy a little bit of the extended break that they had, because like we've talked about, they have a little bit more time, you know, than some teams who just had to get right back to it after the all-star break. But one thing I'll say is just looking at the way they hit the ice for that very first day back was intensity right out of the gate which is something we've come to be used to with Panthers practices all season long but certainly they wasted no time and they know that they're up against it having to you know face off against teams that have been skating and playing full-blown games before they will so certainly an emphasis on the intensity that we've seen all season long and clearly just uh, you know a lot of good vibes everybody really seeming happy you know first day of school type you know, back together. What do you do over break? Uh, a lot of fun and, and the same Panthers, you know, just camaraderie that we've come to kind of experience all season long. It was a great, it was a great first day that they had yesterday. And it seemed like the team, they understand the test that uh, is ahead of them here. Carolina will have played uh, a few games before, uh, before the Panthers will have a chance to get back on the ice and play a game. So for the Panthers, I guess what I'm trying to say, it'll be their first game back. Carolina's already going to be back in uh, game shape, game rhythm again, if you will. They didn't have nearly as long of a break, but it, it seemed like everybody's aware of the task at hand, and that's kind of up the intensity here as they get prepared for it. They know what kind of test they have ahead of them. Did you kind of pick up on that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Coach Brunette touched on it as well. Just, you know, knowing that they are kind of, you know, having to be a little apprehensive of being, you know, one of the last teams to get back into the game mode and to get back onto the ice. But they've kind of compensated for that, you know, whatever the situation was, even earlier this year with the holiday break and the extended breaks from COVID. They've done a really good job of keeping their own practices intense so that they are ready to sort of hit the ground running and not miss a beat uh, when they when they do get back into the into the game mode. And I think a lot of it's also just kind of focusing on, well, we control what we can control. And this team needed rest. You know, we saw it in that last game. It's it's not something that, you know, is unusual when you get to that halfway point of the season. The games were pretty heavy in January. So ultimately, I think the consensus is that, you know, the rest and the, the regrouping and the being able to really just get that spark back for the second half of the season where the games mean more than ever is uh, is going to outweigh, you know, the, the little bit of a delay that they're going to have to overcome uh, to start things off. But certainly uh, Carolina as your first opponent is no joke whether you've had a break or not. Katie Gauze from Valley Sports Florida and FloridaPanthers.com here with us. And Katie mentioned Andrew Brunette there. Let's hear what he had to say yesterday after practice when he was asked how the team was able to use the break and how he expects them to come out of it. Yeah, I think that that month of January was a lot of games and pretty taxing on us, a lot of travel. So it was good to get a little rest. Um, and yeah, it seemed like they're really ready to go today. You know, I think we had a little reset around Christmas and now another little reset and, and you know, two and a half months of hockey left. So I hope that uh, we were, were really refreshed and we can get going like we did after the Christmas break and, and jump up right in. And a little trickier part is we're going to play a Carolina team that's played three games and, and it's been added hard or actually I think four games by the time we play them. So we'll be a little bit behind the eight ball, but hopefully as it goes on here, it'll be beneficial for us. So Andrew Burnett right there talking about how the team was able to use the break. And now we shift into the second half. Katie Gauze from Valley Sports, Florida, FloridaPanthers.com here with us, helping us kick off this edition of the Panthers Insider Show, an exciting edition, as always, coming up here for you. But uh, Katie, an exciting rest of the season, certainly on tap. There's going to be a lot of hockey in a short period of time. A lot of Panthers having breakout seasons. Who are you expecting to be maybe the breakout Panther, maybe uh, most important Panther heading down the stretch? 
stretch here? That's honestly such a tough question. I mean, when we when we look at this team, you could literally name just about anybody who's either already having a great year and you continue, you know, you want to see that continuing or somebody who's been showing good signs. Uh, there's so many answers to the question, but for me, I just want to pick out the guy who maybe was the biggest surprise, you know, starting the season and expecting that as we've seen him get stronger throughout the first half, that it's only going to keep getting better. And for me, that's Anton Lundell mm -hmm. centering that third line. He's been able to play with anyone and he's a rookie. He's got statistics that stand up against the entire league's forwards in terms of leading, leading all forwards and takeaways, his impressive you know, presence on the, on the penalty kill and just his, his defensive minded game has been so outstanding. He's also got great points to go along with it. So, I mean, it's not a surprise and it's not a breakout, but I just feel like this kid's been getting better as the season has gone on and we've still got the other half to get to. So I'm expecting him to continue to force himself into that Calder conversation. He was named rookie of the month for January. And I think you're only going to see more and more exciting things from a kid who coming into camp had great expectations, but hadn't, you know, done anything yet. Now, I think that's very far behind us. It's just really a matter of what can't he do at this stage. Katie Gauze from Valley Sports Florida and FloridaPanthers.com here with us. Katie, thank you very much for taking some time out for us here on this edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Anytime. I love it. And uh, let's go, Cats. Can't wait to get the second half going and have a nice long playoff run, Doug. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what this team can accomplish. Katie Gauze, big thanks to Katie Gauze for stopping by once again here on the Panthers Insider Show. Coming up next from NHL Network, He's an analyst there. He's a former Panther. Mark Parrish going to join us coming up on the other side of the break. Doug Plagans with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Panthers hockey here today. And, well, special guest coming up here in just a moment, who I know a lot of you Panthers fans are going to be excited to hear from. Panthers back on the ice coming up on Wednesday at 730. They'll be on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes. Big tilt for the Panthers coming out of the layoff here in the schedule. And then Friday night, the Panthers will be on the road against the Minnesota Wild at 8 o'clock Eastern. The Panthers will wrap up their little road trip a week from tomorrow. That's Sunday the 20th against the Chicago Blackhawks. And then uh, that'll be a 3 o'clock game Eastern time. The next Panthers home game still not till the 22nd against the Nashville Predators at 7 o'clock. And you can get your tickets at FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, or by calling 954 Eight three five puck, and that'll be the first of three Panthers home games before the end of February. And you don't want to miss this team, especially the way they've been playing, the way they were playing going into the break. The red hot Florida Panthers, and here to join us to chat a little bit of Panthers hockey, talk a little bit of National Hockey League. Started his career as a Florida Panther back in 1998, six 20 goal seasons in the National Hockey League. His first game in the National Hockey League was actually the first game, first regular season game at what we now call FLA Live Arena, NHL Network and. Analyst Mark Parrish here with us does great work on the Minnesota Wild broadcast as well. And of course, you can watch NHL Network analyst Mark Parrish on NHL tonight regularly throughout the NHL season. Mark, thanks very much for taking some time out for us here today. And as I said, I know there's a lot of Panthers fans that are looking forward to hearing from you. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Thank you for having me on, Doug. And yeah, anytime I get to touch base with the Florida Panther uh, faithful, I'm, it's a good day for me. 
Now we'll get into some of the, the memories as well here in a little bit, because I want to hear about, uh, about that debut and some other things coming up here. But before we, before we started recording here, we were talking about just how red hot this Panthers team's been, and you're going to have a chance to see them firsthand in Minnesota on, uh, on Friday night. But what's impressed you the most when you've seen what this team's been able to do? And it seems like they're really getting the, the national credit now, especially the big superstars like Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, guys like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was only a matter of time before Barkov was known nationally. We, the Lord knows us experts have been talking about him for a lot longer. And yeah, they are, my God, let's see, short, uh, what do the Florida Panthers do well? They do everything well. They, they play big, they play strong, they play skilled, they play structured, they play fast. Uh, in, in my opinion, watching them over this, this season, they are the team to beat. They're the Stanley Cup favorite in my mind. Uh, I know the people in Tampa might not be uh, be happy to hear that, but they've got a couple of rings to hang their hats on already. And uh, man, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here. Just the way that and it's just the way that they're beating teams. It's so uh, methodic. Uh, they just go about their business. They don't. The, the best teams in the NHL, uh, the teams that go on to win championships, they don't care who they're playing. They care about themselves. They're focused on their game. And they know if they focus on that process, they're going to come out on top nine times out of 10. Sometimes it just happens to you. You win a game and unfortunately you don't win the score, but boy, the Florida Panthers, I mean, they're piling up goals, uh, you know, Barkov, Huberdu. I mean, all these guys, I mean, everybody's excited about Spencer Knight for crying out loud, but uh, you know, there's this older goalie there that that's doing pretty darn well this year. Uh, it, you know, so everything's going well. I've been so happy for my buddy, Andrew Brunette down there put in such a difficult situation uh, and he's really come out on top. I had no doubt in it at all, but it's just that great to see. Mark Parrish, our Excuse guest me. here on uh, on the Panthers Insider Show. You've seen him on NHL Network. You've seen him on the Minnesota Wild broadcasts on uh, on Valley Sports North. And Mark, a couple of things I want to get to coming off what you just said there. And you mentioned Andrew Brunette, and obviously folks in Minnesota, uh, you know, where you are very, very familiar with uh, with him over the years. And as soon as he took over as the head coach, I believe it was Mackenzie Weger, Panthers defenseman, who was asked about him right away. And he said his, his track record speaks for itself. And he had a great career in the league. He's seen the game from a number of different angles, whether it's, you know, behind the bench now or in a front office role or a player personnel role. Of course, that long playing career he had. And the guys just really seem to enjoy playing for him. He's got a great person personality and clearly he's uh, you know continued to to get the best and get the results out of this team uh, what uh, what in your mind is the the quality that Andrew Burnett has that might lend itself the most to you know being a, a guy that can really get a lot out of his players uh the two things that come to mind instantly when you say Andrew Burnett is passion how much he loves the game and, and be, through that passion he's a student of the game I I, I always loved uh, just talking the game, we would skate in the summers. Unfortunately, we always talked about how much fun we'd always have playing together because, well, he likes to pass and I like to shoot. So it would have worked out pretty well for us. But uh, he, he just, he was constantly talking about the game, whether it was uh, this new system or that new system or players or whatnot. He, he just, he, he would never stop. And, and I enjoyed those conversations. And you could tell that he was geared towards a, a hockey lifer. That, that this was his life. He loves being part of the NHL. He loves being involved in the NHL, like you said, whether he's in the front, of, front office, whether he's a player, no matter what he's been through at all. And having been through that all makes it easier to connect with guys. Because, you know, yeah, there's some, you got some silver spooners, you got Barkov, you got guys that have just known nothing but the NHL. But you know what, there's a lot of it is getting the, the depth guys to commit, the guys that have spent time in the minors, that did need time to develop into full-time NHOs. And he's done that. 
And one of the things that Bruno does is communicates so well. So he's got that backing of been there, done that for which, which instantly puts you at ease. When I, when I was a player and I had a coach that hadn't been there, hadn't played in the NHL, there was always like, all right, well, there's kind of a, you got to prove it a little bit now to me. You got to prove to me that, that you belong in the NHL with me and you know, the, the, the bravado that we have as NHL hockey players. Um, but, but when you instantly have it, then you have that respect factor. Then it's like, okay, now what do you got for me? Like, wh what is it? And, and, and the trick to, uh, to hockey and, and Bruno knows, knows this all too well. It's, it's not the systems, people, the head coaches, everybody that gets hired, they know the game. They understand the game. It's how do you get 20 guys on the ice to commit to playing that same game, to, to, to commit that your idea of the game is the best game. And it's going to give them a best opportunity to not just succeed as a team and win hockey games in a Stanley cup, which is everyone's goal. But as an individual, it makes everyone individuals get better. And when you win, when you get into winning like this, it just helps everyone. So uh, I, I'm so happy for Bruno. And, and I'm not surprised at all that he has been able to step into some enormous shoes uh, with Joel Quenville. And he's been learning under him for a few years. And, and he has just taken it and ran. And really nice to see him represent the Panthers well at the uh, All-Star festivities in uh, in Las Vegas not long ago as well. Mark Parrish, our guest here on the Panthers Insider Show. And you can catch him on NHL Network uh, on NHL Tonight regularly throughout the uh, NHL season. I want to ask you a little bit about getting into the broadcasting side of things coming up in a little bit too. But going off of something else you mentioned uh, a few moments ago, uh, you talked about the Panthers getting that credit nationally. And you talked about, uh, you know, a little bit on the rivalry with the Tampa Bay Lightning last year in the playoffs that series seemed to really capture the attention of everybody across the national hockey league. It didn't matter if it was a uh, fan media players, co everybody was, was zeroed in on that series. It seemed like, and even though the Panthers fell in six games to the eventual Stanley cup champions, there a lot of people to this day still saying that was the biggest test that Tampa Bay had on their, on their road to the, uh, to the final last season, that series right there, even though the Panthers didn't win the series, how much, uh, how, how far do you think that went? Not only for the team, because they, even though defeat stings, they said that was a valuable lesson, but just in terms of the, the credit that this team built for itself by giving Tampa Bay the run that they did last year in the playoffs. That was the moment that they believed, that they realized they're running up against the team that was well well was picked by many of us to win to win a back to win the second Stanley Cup last year. I actually had Florida coming out of that series, uh, and and I truly picked them to win the Stanley Cup, knowing full well not knowing full well, but guessing that the winner of the Stanley Cup was going to come out of that series. That was not just a hey NHL pay attention to me hey you know the casual NHL fans pay attention to this Florida Panthers team they're for real. But they proved it to themselves, which is more, more important than anything else. The most important thing as a team is belief. And, and, yeah, they knew that during the regular season, they had a great regular season. They knew they had a great team, but was it good enough to win a Stanley Cup? And even though they lost, like you said, you learn more lessons when you lose than when you win. That was a stepping stone. That's all part of the learning curve of an organization. Tampa Bay went through a couple of years of that where they, they you know, hey, they're going to run roll with this. The president's trophy set all kinds of records and then they get swept by Columbus. I mean, it's a different story when it comes to the playoffs and how you have to step up your game, how you have to elevate your game to win in the NHL playoffs, whether it's first round or final round, doesn't matter. And last year, Florida went, uh, excuse me, learned a very important, a very important lesson last year. And I think most importantly, again, like I said, they have belief now that they, hey, they were this close last year. We just need to get that much more this year. And all of a sudden we're by that Tampa team and it's off to the races.
And you could tell the continuity has helped the team too, because last year you had a, a lot of guys that were in their first seasons with the team, kind of getting used to each other. They won games, they got positive results that helps chemistry build. And then the off season came and it was a time to just add a couple of key pieces. You add Sam Reinhardt to the mix, Anton Lindell, a rookie who's coming in, made a huge splash and things have just uh, continued to just take off where they, where they were last season. And, and Mark, you look at a, a team like this Panthers group, they have so much depth and I think going into the year, anybody would have told you, you know, the deepest teams in the league, you look at, you look at Colorado, you look at Vegas, you look at Carolina, Tampa. These are the teams that have risen to the top and the Panthers right there in that group. Not only do they have the depth, but they have four lines that can skate in today's game. How much can that set you apart when you have four lines that can go? That's everything. That's everything. And you look at Tampa's success, uh, they, they have been able to, to add those players. They, they, they've chosen wisely on who they've let go. Yeah, they've had to let go of some tough guys, Yanni Gore, Blake Coleman, guys that have come up big for them in the playoffs. But then they just seem to add that to the mix. It's, it's amazing how they have this plug-and-play mentality of that depth because that's what win you Stanley Cups. Uh, I mean, you don't have to look any further than Edmonton. They, they've got the two best players on the planet in their lineup, and they can't get past the first round. It all comes down to depth and those best teams. When you just, if you're watching it as a general fan, the easiest way to watch it is the team looks the same, whether you've got their first line out there or their fourth line, you're like, Oh my God, these guys play identical. You, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. There's a little, little bit of skill difference, obviously, but when it comes to playing the game, the systems, the structure, the four check, everything, it, they, it's just comes at you in waves. And that's the only way you can survive the grind. That is the NHL playoffs. That's what we love about it. That's what the what makes the the NHL playoffs for us former players, us has beens great, is is because of that grind, because of that battle. It truly is the best team and not the players that win the Stanley Cup. Mark Parrish here with us, an analyst at NHL Network. You can watch NHL Network analyst Mark Parrish on NHL tonight regularly throughout the NHL season. And Mark wanted to ask you, the your NHL debut was the first regular season game at what we now call FLA Live Arena. You scored two goals that night. You had the first <laughs> game-winning goal in the history of, uh, of the building on the opening night. Do you remember, what do you remember about that night? Because obviously it was the first game for you. It was the first game in the, uh, in the new <laughs> arena. I mean, there was, there was pageantry all over the place. Boy, oh man, the first thing that comes to my mind is anxiety. Holy cow, was I nervous. And it's, it's funny, it wasn't about the game. It was, oh my Lord, my parents are flying in for the game. And I, 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 when I got told I made, I was open to making a lineup. I didn't sleep much that night. Certainly didn't get a pregame nap in that day. And it was just a blur. And, and the most nerve wracking part was Michael Buffer is announcing my name. I cannot fall if Michael Buffer is announcing my name. I have to make it out there. All I got to do is, okay, you've done this many times, Mark. Just go across the line and stop. That's it. That's it. And you'll stay on your feet. So it's funny. Those are the things that I remember. Once the game started, you just you start playing the game. Yeah, it, it falls into old habits and a muscle memory. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, yeah, I, I can I remember the goals. Uh, I remember playing with Kavasha and uh, you know, and, and these guys. It was uh, you know, getting on a chance to play on the ice. Ray Whitney and Scott Mellenby and Dino Cicerelli, like all these these heroes of mine growing up. It was all that stuff that made me so nervous and scared. But once the game started, it was like okay. Now get into hockey. And when that first shot went in, I think I did about a quadruple take to make sure that red light was on. Like, did that really, did, did that go in? Did that go in? You know, it, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm in, that was the moment. Like I'm an NHL. It wasn't so much that I was playing my first game. It was like, I scored like, okay, I'm an NHLer now. And then you just kind of go from there and, and, and try and build off that. But man, it was, it was, 
as a family, my parents, you know, having them to get to be a part of it for everything that happened for me personally, for the team to get a win. It was absolutely storybook beginning for me to my career. Yeah, it was a 4-1 win over the Lightning. And Mark Parrish, our guest here, he turned down the red light uh, 216 times in his in his National Hockey League career. Kind of take some time out for us. You mentioned a few names there. And uh, my broadcast partner, Billy Lindsay, who's also an NHL Network analyst, he was in the lineup that night for you guys as well. Do you have any old Billy Lindsay stories or anything you can say about just what kind of a competitor he was to play with? Because he was one of the veteran guys when you got there. Oh, he was. And, you know, Billy, he's, he's a pretty soft-spoken guy. He didn't say a whole lot. Great leader. Like, just he was a guy that he was going to show his leadership on the ice. And you had to keep up with him. He, he went out there. He was going to put it all on the line. And I just remember one of the first couple of games, he dropped the gloves. And this left hand started moving like a jackhammer. And, and I just looking at this little guy in this left hand moving, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that guy's on my line. Hi, here we go. <laughs> so, I mean, getting a chance to play I, 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 with, with Billy, with, with all these guys, I, I was so lucky uh, to have a great group of veterans that, that showed me how to become an NHLer on the ice and off the ice. And Billy is right at the top. And now I, I love the fact that we can get together and we're working together now at the NHL Network. A little bit, little bit easier on the body, probably a little bit easier on his fists. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, still fun to be around the game with, with my guys that, that helped mold the, the player that I became. I hope I, hope I made him proud. Well, I'm sure you did. They all have great things to say about you. Billy had uh, great things to say about you as well. So did uh, so did our, our old friend Randy Moeller as well. They Randy they both Moeller. said uh, they both said hello had said hello. And the last thing for you here, Mark, uh, before we let you get going, uh, you mentioned being a, a great NHLer on and off the ice. Well, you're still an NHLer off the ice uh, in the broadcasting <laughs> side of things. Uh, how's the transition been? Was this something when you were playing that you thought you wanted to dive into down the road? Did it kind of just happen? Uh, how did it all evolve for you? You know, I, I didn't. I, I, when I was playing uh, and I had my wife and, and Randy and I had some guys that like, oh, you might be good at this TV thing. I, I honestly wasn't even on my radar. Uh, I, I wanted to get into coaching. I knew I wanted to be part of it. Uh, the game was, was my love affair, my passion. Um, and, uh, you know, you start to get older and you, you realize with coaching, it's, it, that, that's a tough road. I mean, a GM, somebody wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, even if you're doing your job as an assistant coach, you, you, you're yep. looking for a new job. The family's moving. And uh, when I started to have, when we, when my wife and I had kids, uh, you know, I started talking to people where with uh, like Darby Hendrickson, who had worked in TV for a while and Westwald and, and, and some other Joe Micheletti and a bunch of people. And I, I kind of started talking to them more and more about it. And I was like, you know, maybe that isn't such a bad gig because they, they talk about it being the best job outside of playing and which obviously take away the, uh, the salary that by far that that outweighs as a player but man as as tv guy i don't have any pressure i don't have to if the game wins or losses they're not on me i just have to explain why it happened and that kind of dawned on me with that way i'm like i think i like this tv gig a little bit more i don't, I don't the wins and losses don't pile up on me i just have to explain them well, you're doing an outstanding job, and uh, and Mark, again, I know we could we could go on for for uh, an hour here, but uh, but we don't have uh, we don't have all day. But at the same time, hopefully, we can chat with you again down the road. And uh, and of course, thanks very much for stopping by. And like I said, I know there's a lot of uh, hockey fans in South Florida really excited to hear from you. Absolutely, thank you for having me on, Doug. No problem. No problem. Anytime. Looking forward to doing it again. Mark Parrish, our guest there. You can watch him on the NHL Network on NHL Tonight regularly 
throughout the NHL season. And uh, of course, Mark Parrish debuted as a Panther, spent the first couple seasons of his career with the uh, with the Panthers, scored over 200 goals, six times a 20 goal score. So big thanks, Mark Parrish, uh, for your time here today. The Panthers back on the ice coming up Wednesday against the Carolina Hurricanes at 730 Friday at eight. That's Eastern time at Minnesota. A week from tomorrow, the Panthers will be on the road against the Chicago Blackhawks. Three o'clock, that's a week from uh, tomorrow, Sunday, the 20th, and the Panthers back home against Nashville, 7 o'clock on Tuesday, the 22nd. So that's what lies ahead for the Panthers. Once again, uh, big thanks to Mark Parrish, former Panther NHL Network analyst. You can catch him on uh, Valley Sports North as well uh, with the Minnesota Wild telecasts uh, all throughout the season uh, doing great work. But uh, big thanks to Mark for stopping by this segment. We've got more of the Panthers Insider Show straight ahead. This is the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. The Panthers and a bit of a break in the schedule as we talk all things Panthers hockey over the course of this hour. But they're back on the ice coming up Wednesday at 730. They'll be on the road for a huge game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe an Eastern Conference final preview. We'll see how things play out down the road. But no doubt a big test for Andrew Brunette's group coming up on Wednesday evening. It's going to be a 730 faceoff. Panthers in Raleigh to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, that is Wednesday evening. The Panthers will then play the Minnesota Wild, 8 o'clock Eastern time coming up on Friday night. And then on Sunday, a week from tomorrow, the Panthers will be on the road against the Chicago Blackhawks for a 3 o'clock Eastern time start, a matinee game in Chicago. Before the Panthers come back home, their next home game will be Tuesday, the 22nd of this month. Tuesday, February 22nd, they'll be home against the Nashville Predators at 7 o'clock. The first of three home games for the Panthers before the end of the month. So you want to make sure you get your tickets for the Panthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Well, this week on the Territory Talk podcast, Jameson Olive and I, we were joined by NHL.com senior fantasy editor Pete Jensen, talked about the recent All-Star festivities in Las Vegas, talked about the season the Panthers are having, got the national perspective from Pete Jensen. So this conversation can be heard in this week's edition of Territory Talk, which you can always find at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk if you like what you here. You can go back and hear the whole episode there. You can go back into the archived episodes as well. But let's revisit the conversation we had with Pete Jensen earlier this week when he stopped by Territory Talk. Let's get right into that conversation. So Pete Jensen joining us here on Territory Talk once again. Pete, first of all, thanks very much for your time. I know you're coming back from the NHL All-Star Weekend in Las Vegas. So why don't we start right there? I know we've got a lot to cover with you as far as this Panthers team is concerned and getting your perspective on the Panthers and how they played so far, but uh, a chance to experience the NHL all-star weekend. How did it all go for, go for you out there? Oh, it was really awesome. I mean, we did our first two live shows ever on the NHL fantasy on ice podcast with myself and Nick Alberga. And we had a bunch of guests talking fantasy, talking some sports betting, some awards races some futures plays for the stanley cup and as you guys of course could imagine the florida panthers were a big topic (laughs) of discussion especially jonathan huberto i got to talk to some of the best players in the nhl about what they think about this guy and the panthers at large and turns out a lot of these guys even though they play in markets far far away have taken notice of what he's been doing yeah, I remember back, I think it was the All-Star game in Tampa, I was there, and I just kind of went around to all the guys at Media Day and asked them, you know, what do you think of Alexander Barkov? So I'm happy you took over the mantle this year of asking all the guys <laughs> about how good Huberto is, because I think, 
pretty much. Yes, he's kind of still underrated, even though he is leading the league in scoring. He's on, you know, arguably the best team in hockey right now. But when you talk to guys, I, I read your article at NHL.com. Uh, for the listeners out there, go check it out, NHL.com. Um, but to hear Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel and those guys, what was kind of your biggest takeaway from what you heard from other guys about Jonathan Huberdeau? Well, I think Austin Matthews was maybe the guy that was most vocal about it. I mean, those guys were saying that the Panthers have been on fire, the Oilers guys, uh, but Matthews was the guy that actually got to play with them in the All-Star game and uh, was really impressed coming in. And, you know, obviously they one of them scored, the other one assisted, and then vice versa in the first period of their All-Star mini game. So, yeah, I think Matthews was the guy that he flat out said it, that you know, maybe he's not so underrated anymore. And it was a great quote at the end of that article that I think bodes well for the second half, because if you're really going to consider in a uh, futures play, Jonathan Huberto either to win the Art Ross for the scoring title and or the Hart Trophy, um, you want to know that there's actual perception out there, that it's not like you're just taking a blind flyer on a guy that may not actually win the award I think he still has a long way to go and obviously still Alexander Ovechkin is a guy that uh, maybe has that narrative because he's been arguably the greatest goal scorer of this generation maybe all time and he's actually producing the points where he's right in the race so I think Ovi might win the award uh, when it's all said and, and done but we'll see how the Panthers can uh, adapt here in the second half. Obviously, this is not something where they need to run away with the President's Trophy because the President's Trophy doesn't always translate. And it'll be interesting to see how much longer this crazy scoring pace for their depth forwards continues. And just on a personal note for you, like you said, uh, you were able to do the the uh, Fantasy and Ice podcast uh, live with Nick Berger, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago. You, you had a ton of guests. Right. Who was your favorite guest that maybe you talked to at All-Star Weekend? Ah, that's tough. I mean, I loved so many of them. Uh, I think probably the one that stuck out was uh, this guy, Todd Furman. Uh, he's based out in Vegas. He's big on betting all kinds of different sports. He's a former odds maker uh, turned podcast host. And, you know, it was a guy we've never had on the show before, but a guy that was very tuned in to everything going on around the league. And I think that speaks to where the industry's going uh, the guy's been covering hockey betting for a long time, but he's, he was able to see things come full circle in Las Vegas, which has always been a home for that type of stuff. But now it's also a crazed hockey market uh, where you saw really, honestly, even with the Pro Bowl there this weekend, you saw I think you saw more hockey jerseys than you did football jerseys. It's a hockey market. It's got two uh, magnificent arenas between the Raiders one and the Golden Knights one, and I think Todd Furman, people should go and check out that interview. Uh, it was actually the last one that we did on the Sunday show, and um, it just gives you a great sense of all the awards races, uh, which teams might be fool's gold based on analytics. So he kind of combined analytics and eye test and everything in between and translated it to the betting market really nicely. Pete Jensen here with us, and Pete, just as far as the media were concerned, the fans, when it was announced that the All-Star festivities would be in South Florida next year, what was everybody's uh, reaction to that? From what we picked up, it seemed like there was a good deal of excitement around that. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, we've seen it a couple of times with uh, 
the all-star game being when it was in San Jose. It was beautiful weather for January when it was in Tampa years back. I wasn't down there, but heard great things about that. Uh, you know, the past couple have been in St. Louis and, and Vegas, which, uh, to be honest, they've both been very cold. So I think it's going to be <laughs> awesome to see. You know, they were great, memorable weekends for me from a work standpoint and personal standpoint. I, I think they're two of the best hockey markets in the country but i do think that it's pretty nice in the middle of the winter for most of the people around america and especially up in canada uh, to get some warmer weather and stuff like that and what better time right than now for the florida panthers to host something like that i know they were supposed to host it two years ago and it got spoiled of course like so many other things did uh, because of the pandemic but um, this is an even better time i think next year for them to host it because they're one of the cream of the crop teams in the league right now. Yeah, looking out the window, it's sunny and about 80 degrees. So I think everyone in the, the hockey world is <laughs> going to love coming down here uh, next February. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest perk for us, too, is it means we get some extra all-stars. We only had one this year. Probably should have had a couple more, but the host team always gets <laughs> three or four. a couple more, yeah. yeah. so we'll definitely get a couple more. We're excited about that. But, Pete, i got to ask, but closing the book on the all-star game here a little bit, just some big moments, obviously, the fountain face-off at the Bellagio. You had the Zegras blindfold goal. You had the, the Jack Hughes mini-jack, Claude Giroux winning MVP of the game. Just personally, maybe what was your biggest one, kind of biggest moment, you think, from All-Star Weekend for yourself? Uh, my favorite was the Zegras thing. I, I couldn't believe that he actually executed that. Uh, with a blindfold on and then hearing his interview after the game he said that he had never tried that move i i believe him he's a, <laughs> he seems like a really uh talented guy and a very creative guy so he came up with something fun he he brought the the dodgeball type storyline into it which is awesome i i love that movie but uh from a hockey standpoint i think he gives the whole game and sport itself a higher gear to reach because He's flashy, he's fun, uh, he's confident, and I think he's instantly made the Anaheim Ducks uh, one of the most surprising teams in the league this year, taking them kind of from a, you know, you don't want to say dull, but the past couple of years, the style of play, the lack of firepower offensively, it's been lacking with that franchise. So now it's back full force, and Every couple of weeks, you see a new uh, dazzling performance by Trevor Zegras with the, you know, the flip, flip the puck over the net one earlier, then the lacrosse style uh, backhand one, and now this uh, this wild play. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out, and you got to keep tabs on what Zegras is doing on a nightly basis if you're a hockey fan in any market in North America right now. Yeah, one of many really exciting young players in the league right now. And I want to bring it back to the Panthers here, Pete. Uh, and we look right now, at the time of this recording, it was just announced that uh, Mason Marchment, one of the NHL's three stars of the week. And I know you're a guy who's been high on him and excited about him for a bit. Yeah, and I got to point, I got to jump in here and point this out, that Pete slid into my DMs a, a little bit ago. This is probably two days before the six-point game, and he just said to me, you know, <laughs> no, Mason Marchman's looking like the real deal here. Because at the time, he was already heating up. He was playing well. But I, I want to point out that Pete was on the Mason Marchman yeah. gravy train before the six-point game. He was, yeah. he was an early adopter. Pete, you were, you were on Mason Marchman uh, early on, but what has excited you the most about the way he's played? What's captured your attention the most? And it's a, it's a great story, too, for a guy who's kind of become one of those late bloomers who now looks like he's going to be uh, just a, a really good player in the league for a while. 
Yeah, he's definitely got a little edge to him. He's uh, super confident. He's playing with Anton Lindell, which helps. I don't know if there's a third-line center in the entire NHL that stacks up to Anton Lindell, to be honest with you. Um, Huberto spoke very highly of him. I know you guys were on Marchman and Lindell even earlier than I was. <laughs> That's so our job, though. <laughs> I know you guys. I know you guys are uh, around the team a lot and stuff like that. So definitely like to keep tabs with you guys and see uh, what you're noticing along the way. But yeah, Marchman was that was definitely one of my proudest uh, waiver wire picks. We do it on Mondays uh, each week, and I picked him up in one league, and I also have Lindell in that league. And they got me, what, a combined 11 points in one game on a Monday. That'll set the table nicely for especially a short week right before the All-Star break, right? It's a, it's a two-week scoring period in fantasy this week. So technically right now is the same week. But I got a nice little head start thanks to those <laughs> two guys last Monday. And on that, I got to ask, because obviously your, your bread and butter is fantasy hockey, first and foremost. Um, you've been, you know, pumping the tires here on Mason Marchment. Obviously, it's been working out. He's been getting a ton of points. But how do you maybe look at guys like Mason Marchment, who really aren't on the power play, only playing about 13 minutes a night, but still manage to get all these points with the minutes they're given? And kind of how do you weigh that against guys that maybe have more opportunities but are producing less? Yeah, there are a couple of third liners out there. Um, I know we were talking about the rookie Lundell. There's another one in Nashville, Tanner Janot. You kind of just let them build up their case a little bit if you're in a standard league. If you're in a deeper league, then you're inclined to pick up one of those guys based off of a span of two or three games even at the least. But, you know, you also want to, you know, not get too high on that because, in a standard league or a shallow league, smaller one, because uh, then you might drop someone good who's on the first power play, who's in the top six, and more often than not, that does translate really well. We've seen it in years past from different guys around the league returning value on the third line, and then a lot of them step up when injuries mount for certain teams and end up putting forth a really nice body of work when it's all said and done. But I think if you're looking at third liners who are not on the first power play it has to be from a very strong team like the st louis blues like the florida panthers like the minnesota wild those are the teams this season that i'm tapping into third liners regardless of what they're doing on the power play or not doing uh, because a lot of those guys are getting great five on five opportunities great plus minuses uh, nice peripheral coverage in marchman's case and uh, that's all you need uh, to go about your day <laughs> And Pete, just looking ahead now at the second half, we call it the second half, even though the Panthers have played over half of their games, it's going to be a sprint to the finish. And they're in that uh, top tier of teams, you know, vying for the best record, vying for the Atlantic division crown, which there's certainly a lot of incentive on, uh, on winning that division as far as what the potential playoff matchups could be. As uh, you cover the game from, from a national perspective, you look at this Panthers team and what they could accomplish going down the stretch. You've talked about how many goals they score. They're going to be in a tight playoff race. Sergei Bobrovsky's been outstanding. What are some of the things you're looking for from this Panthers team as they make a, a final push down the stretch? Well, I mean, they got to stay healthy because that's the most important thing. If you're going to face Tampa again, you know, we hope that Ekblad will be there this time. But if someone else is missing... That could be a problem as much as Florida is probably either Florida or Colorado is the deepest team in the league right now uh, in each respective conference. You got to 
you know, make sure you have your guys ready to go at the right time of year. That goes for Colorado. It goes for Nazem Kadri for them. It goes for the Florida Panthers to make sure Barkov, Huberto, Ekblad are healthy, and then you move from there, right? You've, you've seen the versatility of Sam Reinhart. Uh, Sam Bennett has been awesome when healthy this year or not suspended, but <laughs> Sam Bennett is another one. I think Sam Bennett needs to be there for – for the biggest games like he was last year, but he did, you know, I would even got suspended for one game. And mm-hmm. then this year he had a three game suspension in the regular season. So those are the types of key things, uh, the discipline, good health. And then I think teams like Florida and, and uh, Colorado maybe could even meet each other in the finals like they did uh, a couple decades ago. So that's what I'm looking forward to uh, because like Huberto said, and Brunette said, they were saying, you know, as much as we're building everything in the right direction right now, we're on top of the world, things can change very quickly in the first round of the playoffs. We see some major upsets every year, and it doesn't matter if you're in first or eighth uh, come playoff time in the NHL, you could, uh, you know, you can get disappointed really quickly all of a sudden. Pete Jensen, NHL.com Senior Fantasy Editor. We thank you very much for stopping by the show again, Pete, uh, and offering up your great insight. If you want to tell everybody out there where they can find you, uh, go right ahead. We'd love to uh, be able to send some traffic your way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I I was on earlier in the preseason, and I feel like that show has aged well because we were talking about how you exactly five or six (laughs) Panthers on your fantasy team. So great to be on with you uh, to catch up follow me at nhl jensen on twitter and instagram at nhl fantasy on twitter and instagram uh, we take a lot of fan questions we incorporate them into our segments on nhl network our podcasts twice a week monday and thursday nhl fantasy on ice so again check out the shows we did over the weekend whether you like fantasy sports betting dfs or even if you're just a general hockey fan who's all hyped up about the Panthers these days <laughs> and you want to get to get to know the rest of the league a little bit better, I think our show is a great resource for that. So thanks again for having me on and look forward to catching up with you guys. Who knows, maybe uh, deeper in the playoffs or something uh, come spring. Big thanks to Pete Jensen for stopping by this week's edition of Territory Talk. And again, if you like what you heard, you can go check out this week's edition and all the editions of Territory Talk in the archived episodes as well, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk. New material from Jamison Olive and me each and every week on Territory Talk. That's going to do it for this hour here on the Panthers Insider Show. want to thank our guests for stopping by. also want to remind you the Panthers back on the ice after the break. Coming up Wednesday at 7.30 on the road against Carolina. Friday at 8 Eastern, the Panthers will be in Minnesota. And then a week from tomorrow, Sunday the 20th, the Panthers will be on the road against the Chicago Blackhawks at 3. The next Panthers home game will be Tuesday, February 22nd against Nashville. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PANTHERS. Puck to get your tickets. That game on the 22nd against Nashville starts at 7 p.m. Once again, folks, this has been the Florida Panthers Insider Show. I'm Doug Plagans, and you're listening to the Florida Panthers Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.